is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Well, since we last spoke, every Packers wide receiver has gotten hurt. And we're going to update you on all that. We're going to talk about last night's game for some reason and help you on the waiver wire. Welcome to the Tuesday show. Adam Azer here with uh, with all three of them, with Dave, with Jamie, with Heath. Good morning, guys. Hey. Good morning. What a great game last night. Why are you saying that with that stinking smile on your face? I just really enjoyed it. Matthew Stafford, Eric Ebron, Ziggy Ansaw. It was, I, I wish I could have been there live. I know. You had a, you had a good fantasy day. And honestly, I needed less than 17 points from Eli Manning. So I had a good fantasy day. And you know what? I didn't win all my leagues, but I won FanDuel last week. And fantasy football's back and FanDuel's back. Sign up today. FanDuel.com. Click the join now button and use our code CBSPOD. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel with that promo code CBSPOD, void where prohibited. How would you usually grade the trades? Grade the waiver wire this week. Dave. There's a lot of names on it, but I don't know how many of them I really am very excited about. There's not a lot of enthusiasm. Heath, did he give a grade? I am enthusiastic. I would give it an A+. No, you wouldn't. Yes, A plus for the waiver wire this week. Just looking at the names that are available. Now they might not, I think, like, you may be judging the waiver wire based on what's going to be available in our leagues. Well, you don't know how I feel. You don't know how I feel. I, you know, off the air, but on the air, they don't know. I, I feel like the waiver wire is a little weak this, this week, and that's because Chris Carson is owned in every league I'm in. Right. But JJ Nelson's probably not. Uh, he, he actually is. I think there's maybe one league where he isn't, but you're right. You're right. That he's, he's gonna be available in some leagues. Dan, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it a grade, Adam. Thank you, thank you. It's a filet fish sandwich that's been sitting under the heat lamp for seven hours. <laughs> okay. I like it. Jamie? You like filet fish I love waiver wires like this, so this is great. Why? This is where, you what know, you if you love? play in deeper leagues, this is where you get guys that are gonna help you potentially for one week or potentially for a few weeks. And there are a lot of injuries, so you can take players from other owners in your league that they may be looking for, and then you can trade some options potentially for players that can help you. All right, so there are a lot of injuries. I think good news is uh, many of the injuries don't seem all that long-term. But we'll update you on Rob Kelly and Terrence West and the Packers guys. It doesn't seem we don't have any uh, Jordan Howard. That could be short term too. We don't have any David Johnsons this week. So then, uh, with that said, give me your top three waiver wire priorities. And Jamie, since you love the waiver wire so much this week, give me your top three waiver wire priorities. Well, I'm going to take Chris Carson off the table because what we do here is we talk about 65% or less, and he's over that number. So I'm uh, very appreciative of our listeners, of our readers, that we talked about him for a good portion of the preseason. We talked about him. For the last two weeks, and his ownership went from 13% to 22% to 67%. So people were paying attention. So I'm going to say J.J. Nelson is the best waiver wire addition this week. He's now scored seven touchdowns in his last seven games played. He would be number one. I will take Chris Thompson, number two, uh, just with the thought of he's played okay through the two games with Rob Kelly. And now if Kelly's out, maybe they give him a little bit more work. And then number three, I'm going to go with Marvin Jones. Uh, he's now scored a touchdown in his last four games played, including the preseason. 
And I said it before that uh, as as much as Kenny Galladay has a higher ceiling, Marvin Jones is the second best receiver for Detroit, and that's playing itself out. I I still think over the course of two games that he scored against Patrick Peterson in week one, or at least being shadowed by Peterson for most of the game, and he scored against a tough matchup yesterday also. Mm-hmm. And he only had three uh, – well, Galladay only had three targets. Jones, I think, only had the one catch, but Stafford barely threw the ball. He threw 21 passes, so – uh yeah okay so you say JJ Nelson Chris Thompson and Marvin Jones first of all I think just just needs to be said Chris Carson is what sixty seven percent owned is that yep. what you, yeah he's clearly the best waiver wire option right unless you need a running back this week oh he'd be the guy I still get this week too yeah I, I've got him as a top twenty five guy Terrence West is out and Javoris Allen is the lead guy I was just saying if he's still available also. Yeah, he, he's, 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 he's owned in more leagues than Chris Carson. Yeah. But that's like, like I wrote last night on Twitter, yeah, Chris Carson, JJ Nelson, they're the headliners this week. And everyone said, well, what about Buck Allen? Well, he's only available in like 25%. What about Buck? Allen. I think that should be a new team name. Team name Tuesday. Except it's what about Bob? Yeah, what are you talking about? Uncle Buck. Well, <laughs> <you> <laughs> Uncle Buck. Sure. I, I don't care. Yeah. What about Buck? Uncle Buck um, is better. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Chris Carson is a, is a big time priority, but we talked a lot about him on the Sunday night show, uh, and we will. I will ask you guys how much you'd spend in Fab on Chris Carson. I want to get the top three priorities for Dave and for Heath, but I have been seeing this question a lot. Should I drop John Brown for JJ Nelson? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because you think the injury is going to linger, or because you think Nelson is the better option? They've already. Yes. Bruce Arians has already said he doesn't look good to play this week. If he does come back, I'll be interested in playing him that week. When he's 100% healthy, if his matchup's not terrible, I will be interested in playing him. But I would expect that if he comes back and plays a football game, he'll be hurt the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not criticizing him in any way in saying that. It's just a, the reality of the situation. Sounds like you're criticizing him. Okay, I, I want like to be very clear. I he John Brown, I wish you could just get healthy. I don't blame you. It's not your fault. It's the sickle cell trait. We we yes. knew about it going in, and it's it's rearing its ugly head. All right, Dave, give me your top three waiver wire uh, waiver wire priorities for week three. I'm going to say JJ Nelson is numero uno, and then I, I can't really decide between Chris Thompson, Marquise Lee, and Jack Doyley, <laughs> who everybody cut after week one. Now he's available in almost half of CBS leagues. Love the targets from Jacoby Brissett. I think he's going to continue to be a fixture in the Indianapolis offense. So if I had to rank a number two, it would probably depend on what I needed. In a vacuum, I could always use another running back, so that would be Thompson, then Lee, then Doyle. I'm going to have such a tough choice deciding if I should cut Kobe Fleener for Jack Doyle. What do you guys think? Are you streaming tight ends, or are you just waiting for someone? You're probably streaming tight ends, right? Well... I, I mean, I don't want to stream tight ends. It's, I don't think it's so easy to stream now that the Greg Olson owner is also going to be streaming tight ends. Yeah, it's going to be harder. And, you know, I, I feel like Fleener's got one more game without Willie Sneed, and, and maybe he'll do well. He's had a late touchdown in both games where they've been trailing. He's had a late touchdown to save his game. And, um, yeah, I but mean— he's done, it, he's done it now. Three games in a row without Willie Sneed on the field. Right, he's only got one more of those. I feel like— once Andrew Luck comes back, who knows when that'll be? He's already been ruled out for week three. He's not pat- he's not practicing. I'm gonna want I'm gonna want Doyle more than Fleener. Uh, you know, 
So that's going to be a tough call. I definitely, definitely Doyle is going to be a priority for me, and he's going to be a priority for a lot of people. What would you guys do, Fleener or Doyle? They both could be available in shallower leagues. I would make the move. Doyle. Doyle. Doyle rules. And Heath, give me your top three waiver wire priorities. Because I definitely have three different guys than any of the guys that Jamie and Dave have mentioned. Uh, one guy that's over, I'm going to go under 10%, except for Chris Johnson. He's going to be the starting running back in, in Arizona. Yep. He's going against the Colts who, or he went against the Colts who've actually been kind of good, but now, like, I keep saying I'm going to give up on this Arizona offense if they're not great the next week. Dallas looks so bad last week. I think I'm going to give up on the Arizona offense if they're not good this week. <laughs> As for the under 10% group, you should definitely add the most talented running back in Oakland, Jalen Richard, just 7% owned. He's going to get work in blowouts, and he's going to get work once Marshawn Lynch gets hurt. Jermaine Curse is still 8% owned. We know how bad the Miami secondary is. It makes me kind of puke in my mouth a little thinking about adding him, but you probably should. <laughs> and at tight end, there is one, and his name is Benjamin Watson. There's just too many targets. Okay. I mean, too many targets. See, yeah, there's too many targets. Yes, he's going to get the targets. He's not going to be awful. He's not good, but there's enough targets. He's there. in the stream. For he's a three. he's a deep league. There's guy. a there's a few guys uh, at tight end that are under 10 percent on that you can. Yeah, uh, Njoku and Safarian Jenkins and Devalve, Seth Devalve. And, the valve. and look, if, <laughs> if, if there's injuries, Dwayne Allen's at 7% and Vernon Davis is at 3%. So if those guys respectively on their teams don't play, they're going to be involved in, in potential. I, yeah, I think if you rank as if Jordan Reed's not playing this week, then Vernon Davis is a top 12 tight end. And, uh, Heath is, is often going to give you just kind of deeper league names. Like he is going to prioritize JJ Nelson over Jermaine Curse. But well, of course. He, yeah, yes. he's just giving you I didn't think names. it was helpful to say all the same names again. No, no, no. I just want, I didn't want to, Make people think that you were crazy. Chris Johnson is 20% owned. And yeah, it does seem like he's got a very good, they wouldn't commit to him starting, but I think it was the GM that said Chris Johnson showed the burst that quite frankly wasn't there in the preseason. I just, you know, I don't know if I want to chase the Cardinals running back. I mean, I, I certainly Heath from a standpoint that Johnson's only 20% owned and needs to be owned and more. Are you going to drop Kerwin Williams for Chris Johnson? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think they would love to have, uh, I think they'd love to whittle down this running back group from three to two and have one guy for running downs and one guy for passing downs. And we know that Andre Ellington can hurt something in short order and Chris Johnson can end up being that lead guy there for a while. So there's, I, I know that like the running back in Arizona, if it's not David Johnson, it's not great. And it feels like 2010 all over again, because we're talking about Vernon Davis and, Benjamin Watson and Chris Johnson, but they're still in the league and they still have a chance to get some numbers. That's why you put them on your fantasy bench and see what happens. Are you saying that if Bruce Arians needs a running back to just sit out and not play, he should ask how, ask now, ask Kerwin Williams? Hmm. Yes. That's a really a shame because Williams had done a nice job in I think 103 career carries before. Over like six years. Yeah. No. Not that many years. And, you know, and he did it. He scored a touchdown the week before. He was good, in, as Jamie pointed out, in week 17 last year when Chris Johnson, when uh, David Johnson left with an injury. And Chris Johnson hasn't been good for a while, and he's played 11 in four games in his previous two seasons. And it's like, I don't want to buy into Chris Johnson. I And I'm not – okay, buy in is probably the wrong word. I don't really want him in my starting lineup, but I don't have a choice. You know, it's like fantasy owners don't have that luxury. I have a league – 
where Amir Abdullah is my number two running back and Paul Perkins is my number three running back. I have to pick up Chris Johnson, even though I don't believe it. Like, right? You you have to pick up any running back who has an opportunity. Not not yes. across the board, but there, no. you know. Sure, no, you're right. So so with that said, uh, you you Dave and Jamie, you both said Chris Thompson's name. Chris Thompson is 44% owned. He had a long carry uh, last week. He had three carries for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I I do wonder though why you didn't put P Ryan on there. P Ryan got almost all of the work, all the carries anyway. Uh, do you think Chris Thompson is more than like a five carry guy if if Rob Kelly misses time? I wonder if they actually give Thompson a longer look. No, they won't give him. They will. Yes, but they won't give him much longer look. It's not going to be. Do they give him ten carries? Ten say, carries. I, I say under, but I I still think that there's more long term appeal with uh with Thompson because he's going to be so involved in the passing game for this team. They basically split snaps in week one in that game against Philly, and he's got certainly much more appeal in PPR. So yep. uh, if if you're looking at it, like I'll just tell you what what I wrote, and one thing I'm doing differently with the um, waiver wire column this year is I'm uh, giving fab suggestions. For the That's first fab. Time. So <laughs> the way that I, I, I wrote it was he's worth at least 10% of your fab dollars in standard leagues if Kelly's out and 15% in PPR. So if, if you're, if you're trying to gauge it, he's, he's more valuable clearly in PPR leagues where he has, uh, I think 13 targets over two games. He has the same 12. number of targets and the same number of receptions as Jamison Crowder, but he has 20 more yards than Crowder. Let me throw this out. Kind of feels to me like Chris Thompson is the most talented running back in Washington. Could he, could he grow out of the passing downs only role? No. No? Why are you saying no? You're uh, shutting, both of you kind of shut him down real fast. And it might be just because we haven't seen it yet. And I don't know if he's going to be the next time Montgomery, but I could see him getting a few series. No, I, like, I think he might keep, get, other guys, five, I would, to I, five to seven, maybe even eight to ten carries a game. But I you, think I think that's kind of where his ceiling lies because for carries. I'm not talking, I'm not even thinking about catches yet. Well, I don't think his catches are going to dramatically improve because that's the role he's been playing anyway. Fair. So, I want I want I, twelve carries a game. You think it's unrealistic? Yes. I don't think it's unrealistic because look, P Ryan's probably going to struggle. You know, if you just look at how he's played in the preseason, how he played last week, it's not like he's going to go out there and all of a sudden. Well, and Kelly blow the might doors play. Off. That's the other part of it is that Kelly might yes. play, but assuming Kelly is out. P. Ryan's going to get the opportunity on first and second down because I'm sure they want to keep Chris Thompson relatively fresh for the role he has to play. But yes, could he get 12 carries if P. Ryan struggles? If they need somebody to, you know, do a little bit more heavy lifting, sure. Mm-hmm. He has a career high of 12 carries in a game. Came October 23rd, 2016, at Detroit. He did well. Like I, I think, I think he's in the same, he's in the same category, better or worse, depending on how you want to cut it up, with. James White with Darren Sproles with uh Shane, Shane Vereen with Riddick, you know that that's the type of player that he is. Okay. You know, and so that's what you're hoping for. He, those other guys are are universally owned. Thompson should be also. So I'm just, you know, the, I was phrasing it, framing it in the sense of Chris Carson as a guy that for the last few weeks, and even during the preseason, we were saying this is a guy you want to stash. He could grow into a bigger role. I was, I guess, I throwing it out there. Do you think that could happen with Chris Thompson? It sounds like the answer is in standard scoring leagues, you do not. Fair enough. All right. And I do expect people who don't listen to this podcast to chase after him in a major way. 
because of what he's done through the first two weeks. Sure. Of the you see touchdowns and people yep. get excited. Right. Yeah. And, uh, two things. We're doing a Reddit AMA today at 3 p.m. Eastern. Ask me anything on reddit.com. Just go to reddit.com, get the fantasy football page. And, uh, we, Heath and I will be doing it today at 3 p.m. Eastern. So it's a lot of fun. Probably will last about an hour. Uh, you can watch your local NFL on CBS games live for free. You can start a free trial on CBS All Access. I'm doing this every week now. Uh, CBS.com slash NFL. Not CBSSports.com, but CBS.com slash NFL. So go there and uh, watch your local NFL on CBS game. You want to watch Red Zone on the TV or the Fox game on the TV? You want to watch the CBS game on your computer, your phone, your, your iPad, whatever the heck it is. CBS.com slash NFL. Uh, let's let's get fabulous here. Give me some fab bucks first for Chris Carson. What percentage of your fab would you spend on Chris Carson? At least twenty percent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say much higher. I might, maybe I'm just too excited, but I think I might go forty. Honestly, I, that I'm surprised that I thought that's kind of low. I, I, I was okay. expecting a higher number because I'm thinking in like the league that I suck at running back. I might just take a shot and put seventy percent of my fab. Well, if, wow. every league is different. Yes. Every every league is clearly different. But I don't uh, think that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, if he's the guy moving forward. Then you're going to be excited about it. But I don't know if you could say that with a hundred percent certainty right now. No, you can't. And is Raw, how droppable is Thomas Rawls in that same I conversation? Drop him. Either would I. I'm going to try to hold on to him for. I want to see another week because there's a chance that. He gets 15 carries this week. If he gets five carries again and just looks terrible on them, then I'll drop him. So you think it was just, you know, he was hurt and they were kind of easing him back in? That's what Pete Carroll claimed after the game. I think that's a possibility. I think okay. it's also possible that Chris Carson's been better than him for like three months. Mm-hmm. And well, Rawls was, really hurt. Rawls was hurt for a good portion of that. I, I, I think the one thing that we have to – the one thing that I like about Carson compared to everybody else on this team, he's the most dual threat mm-hmm. of these guys because Rawls can't catch the ball, ProSize can't run the ball, and Lacey's fat. So if hey, he's hey, not fat. On the fat people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Lacey's going to get cut soon. So it it uh, it just makes sense for him to be their guy. Dude, why is it more offensive to say that Eddie Lacey's fat than to say that he sucks? Oh, like, that's it's t- like you say he's fat, and they're like, "Oh no, you can't say he's fat." Well, you say he, he sucks. Like, yeah, he changes his eating habits. He probably lifestyle. tries to be better at football it's, too, but he's not that either. Well, you can only do so much. You know, Heath, I was fat once. I was chubby, and I got made fun of for it, and I hurt a lot more than if somebody had made fun. But of But I'm sure you've been fat. bad at things and been made made fun of for that too. But I could ever? I could accept that. I could accept that. But the okay. weight, the weight, no, not cool, Heath. Uh, okay, it, I don't know what the difference is. It's a huge difference. Okay, so okay. like a two hundred and fifty pound. Yeah, difference? exactly. Uh, is anybody? Uh, how much for JJ Nelson? How much fab? At least twenty percent. Yeah, I'm thinking twenty three percent. So he's a long term option. We're thinking. Yes. How much yeah, for? How much for Chris Thompson? I think Jamie, you may have just said that. Fifteen. Jamie said fifteen. Fifteen in PPR, if- ten in standard. Twelve. I think I'm a little twelve point five. I think I'm a little a little ambitious with my Chris Carson. I'm gonna I'm gonna back it down from seventy percent to like probably in the forty range on Carson. I was gonna say if you're doing seventy percent, I own him in a league and I'll trade him to you. It's all it's all about perspective and knowing your league. If you think your league is going to spend big on him, then be aggressive. If you think he's going to go for what could be a replacement running back to the level of some of the guys we talked about last week. 
I mean, what did Javoris Allen go for? What did Tariq Cohen go for? What did Kerwin Williams go for? You know, those were the three guys. Look at your waiver wire. Look right. at the, look at the spending and gauge appropriately. But I think people are going to look at Chris Carson as a safer bet than any of those guys. Uh, well, I just think, think it was safe, generally safe, safer than, than what Tariq Cohen was last yeah. week. Yeah. 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 Because safer I think a lot of people. Allen was last week yes. when there's, when there's injuries in front of them. Yes. I think they're going to see. I don't know about that. Well, I, yeah. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I think the public will think. But I, but that then consider me part of the public because I do think that because I, I am less threatened by Rawls and more convinced that Carson is the best guy there than, sure. you know, I was never buying into Tariq Cohen and Standard. I actually went back and listened to what Dave and I said on the Waiver Wire show last week because I just thought Jordan Howard was fine and he's still the guy there. I, PPR, a totally different story. I was very on the fence on Tariq Cohen. But, or on, uh, excuse me, on Kerwin Williams. But no, I, I feel better about Carson this week than I did about any of those running backs last week. Cause you still had Okay, Terrence- well let's, let's put it in perspective. Since again, we're talking about guys that are outside the range we typically talk about. So Allen's at 73%, Carson's at 67%. Knowing now that Terrence West may have a soft tissue injury and could linger for, let's say, two or three weeks. How would you prioritize those two guys then if you're spending 70% on Chris Carson? No, I'm not. I'm spending 40%. Let's, let's back it down. Okay, um, so you're spending forty percent. Would you spend forty percent on Allen too? Thirty-five. It's going to be the fantasy owner that's desperate for running back help. See, because I don't, I don't really see much of a both. difference between these two guys. Both on bad offensive line situations. Both could still lose work moving forward. Both would, have, both have huge upside. I'd rather have Carson, but Allen's right behind him. No, I see the situations as, as similar. I, I personally think that Carson looks like a better player. For sure. That's I would put in difference. the same fab amount for both, put Carson first, and drop the same player for both, assuming that I will get one of them. We have Team Name that, Tuesday. That number could be 32. Sorry, Dave. We have uh, Team Name Tuesday coming up later. I know everybody's excited. Been getting a million questions about it, divided by a million. Uh, so just wanted to let you know Team Name Tuesday is coming up. Got to give a shout-out to my guys at the Giants game last night. Any other players uh, worth more than ten percent of your fab budget? Um, Marvin Jones, Jack Doyle. No, I think these guys are all, at least the way I'm writing it, all five percent guys, at best. Okay. And and I think you know one guy we haven't talked about, which we'll get to, but is is Simeon. You know, if you're oh, yeah, the luck owner yeah. that's been struggling with guys, he's an easy one to pivot to. Right, and I think. Off the top of my head, I think he has a pretty favorable schedule coming up. Simeon, he's got Buffalo, Oakland, and then a bye. Yep. So the next two games, you could get some good stuff from Simeon, who's only 20% owned. And Jay Cutler has the Jets and the Saints, and then the Titans. So it's not uh, not too bad for him either. And Those are probably the two best quarterbacks who are widely available. All right, more waiver wire in a second. Let's get to the big news. So... See if we can do this quickly, guys. There are a lot of news items. Rob Gronkowski says his groin injury is nothing serious. Do you expect him to play? Yes. Okay, Gronk. Yes, that. But you could still pick up Dwayne Allen if you, uh, if you are, you know, he's he's widely available if you need someone. That would probably be like a secondary ad. Yeah. Right. Not tonight. Like wait, wait, wait till Wednesday if your waivers run on Tuesday. Greg Olson's out six to eight weeks with a broken foot. Ed Dixon is his backup. Uh, do you, do the values go up for McCaffrey, for Funches, for Kelvin Benjamin? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. There's one less mouth getting a big target workload each week. The biggest mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe the biggest mouth. He didn't, he didn't start the season game the biggest mouth. Don't forget about Funches if you need a receiver. 
Uh, okay, he's, jo- he, he's okay. Right. It's we'll we'll frame it later when we talk wide Great receivers. Great matchup this week. That's true. Jordy Nelson quad injury, Randall Cobb shoulder injury, defensive lineman Mike Daniels has a hamstring injury, and the Packers also played without their two starting offensive tackles on Sunday night. And Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he put up decent numbers, but he got hit around. It was ugly. Uh, so, first of all, do you expect Nelson and Cobb this week? Not currently. It's sounding like Jordy's trending in the right direction, and Cobb's MRI puts him at day-to-day also, so I'd hold out hope. How concerned are you long-term about Aaron Rodgers? Not. None. Yeah, not yet. Okay. Because when he lost Jordy Nelson two seasons ago, he was the number eight quarterback in fantasy. Yeah, he didn't have superstar Ty Montgomery then, though. He didn't. <laughs> and, and and certainly Devontae Adams is better now um, than he was then. Uh, the NFL's motion for an emergency stay of Ezekiel Elliott's injunction was denied. How confident are you that Ezekiel Elliott will play 16 games this season? If healthy, yes. Yeah, there's only one hurdle left to clear. There's they've appealed to the fir- Fifth Circuit Court in California, and uh, we'll see what that what happens. I love how uh, Jerry Jones is holding up the contract extension for Roger Goodell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so funny. He, he is right. Goodell is making a little bit too much money, but it's yeah, but it's funny. just very coincidental that there's a, a, a discord between these two guys. <laughs> yep. All and of a sudden, now Jerry's making a stand. Uh, Mike Malarkey sees DeMarco Murray as the starter still. Murray left with hamstring tightness in week two. You expect Murray to play this week? I do, but we're not ranking it that way. I hope he doesn't. Me too. I want him to sit out a week, get right. I still believe he's the best back, but he's not the best back in his current form. He He's heading in the wrong direction. Yes. Without a doubt. This was my biggest concern for him coming into the year, and it's playing itself out in week two. Okay, but but it could just be a little, you know, a little minor injury. It's be been a month though. But how how do you not give Derrick Henry more work? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Funny thing, I think I said this to you on Sunday, Adam. I made an offer going into in a ten team league, going into the weekend of uh, Derrick Henry to the Demarco Murray owner for Jimmy Graham, and that guy has uh, had uh, Greg Olson and Jimmy Graham on his team. So my my tight end was Hunter Henry. Thank God he turned that trade out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You'll keep Derrick Henry now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, Jordan Howard, shoulder injury. Do you expect him to play? No. No, not yet. Rob Kelly, do you expect him to play with a rib cartilage injury? Sounds good for him, but they might be cautious and keep him out. Baltimore running back Alex Collins may get more playing time also as Terrence West has a soft tissue injury. Rex Burkhead, injured ribs. Do you expect him to play? Sure. Uh, they worked out a lot of guys yesterday. Now that's not anything unique for them, but he left the game, and so it uh, could be could be tough for good old Rexy. Let's so see if he practices. Maybe Deion Lewis is uh, somebody to keep an eye on. Who'd yeah. they work out? They just had a bunch of guys in. I don't know if there's anybody of a of of name value. I can tell you if you really want to know. I don't really care. Uh, Andrew Luck not going to play this week. What do you think? Week five. You think he'll be back week five? No. Yes. Maybe. Saw an interesting theory on Twitter. I don't remember who posted it, but did they just activate him so they could keep selling tickets? Yes, that's what Jason Lock and Fora suggested on the Pick Six podcast, actually. Uh, so here's the stellar name of names of guys that they worked out, Dave. All right. River Kerkraft. 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 C R A C R A F T. Craycraft. Craycraft. Craycray. Yeah, it's like yeah, I know. Very convincing. Kenny Lawler. That's a receiver. 
They're king, all, all receivers. Kenny the King Lawler. All receivers. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, okay. And Nelson Spruce. But that's what Rex is at this point. Rex is a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And Nelson Spruce. Spruce is interesting. Boring. Boring. That's also hurt, though. Okay, boring alert. D- Dak Prescott is dealing with an ankle injury. He'll be, he'll play. And still no timetable for Sam Bradford's return from a knee injury. Do we expect him to play this week? No. Mike Zimmer was very specific. He said he could miss one game or six games. Mm-hmm. Although there was a report yesterday that they expect him to play this week, though. Okay. Well, keep that in mind. Thielen owners, Diggs owners, you might want to, you know, make some plans on the waiver wire just in case. And good news for Garrett Bowles, the left tackle for the Broncos. He is week to week with a bone bruise. It looks like he avoided serious injury there. Uh, look, uh, we, uh, we talk about our sponsors a lot. We've been very lucky on this show. We've had great sponsors, uh, sponsors that have sort of, you know, impacted my life. I don't want to make it sound like so profound or anything, but I never cooked before Blue Apron. I never really understood the value of a great suit before Indochino. It goes on and on. And we got another sponsor. Cause I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm really into our new sponsor, Movement Watches. And, and I was not a watch guy, but now I am. I'm a total watch guy now. One of the reasons why I wasn't a watch guy is they were too expensive. I wasn't going to go to the department store, drop five or six hundred dollars. But now, I've got a movement watch, a stylish, impressive watch, and we all actually have them, all four of us. And the URL for you to go to right now if you want to see what we're talking about is mvmtwatches.com slash ffootball. So, again, it's mvmtwatches.com slash ffootball. Those are M's like Mary. Movement watches abbreviated as MVMT watches. You want a, a nice watch at a great price? And maybe you're looking for a gift. It's a great gift for somebody, by the way. MVMTWatches.com slash FFootball. Movement Watches has solidified itself as the world's fastest growing watch company. If you go to the website, you're going to see it's a really nice selection. Uh, all four of us, like I said, we like our watches. We wear our watches. We get compliments on our watches. It, people aren't used to seeing me with one, but Movement Watches start at just 95 bucks. This is a really amazing offer. I really want you to check it out. Go to the website. Take a look. You're going to be impressed. And even better Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Just no reason not to try this. MVMTWatches.com slash MFootball. MVMTWatches.com slash FFootball. Join the movement. So I wanted to talk about Sunday and Monday night. Uh, any quick thoughts on Sunday night's game? Uh, Atlanta 34, Green Bay 23. Anything really stand out to you? Um... No, I mean, it's the, for the Falcons, they look good. Mohamed Sanu, good call by you, Adam, played really well. And I, I think with the Packers, it's clearly just, you know, you keep an eye on those injuries. Really interesting nugget about Sanu. Two games in now, he still has more targets than Julio Jones. Not going to wait. They did not throw the, did they throw the ball to Julio at all in the second half? Yeah. Like they got the that end. big lead and they just. Late, late in the fourth quarter, he got his first catch of the half. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It makes sense to me that if they've got a big lead, why why put your injury-prone receiver at risk? But Sanu's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what they did last year. I mean, they didn't they didn't give Julio Jones. I know he missed a couple games, but I just want to see how many targets he had. He had like a hundred and he had 129 targets last year. So, uh, but that was in 14 games, right? Right, but he still wasn't like a 180 guy or anything. Yeah, like I don't that. think he will be, but I don't think he needs to be. No, nobody was a 180 guy last year. I don't know that he'll be a 160 guy. He's not. They spread the ball out. That's, I guess, what I was trying to say. Uh, good call on Ty Montgomery as the start of the week. He looks great. 
and uh, just needs to hold up, just needs to stay healthy. And Tevin Coleman's going to give people fits every single week. But the total yards are, uh, David, the total yards are a little scary for Tevin Coleman so far. Uh, he had, let's see, 58 in week one and 45 in week two. He's been scoring though. Well, he scored last or bust. Week. That's what he was last year too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Gabriel's 40% on. I think he'll be dropped by a lot of owners. And, uh, here's a Twitter poll for the Monday night game from Heath Cummings. How many running backs currently in the, in the NFL would be startable in fantasy if they were traded to the Giants tomorrow? <laughs> How many running backs currently in the NFL would be startable in fantasy if they were traded to the Giants tomorrow? Zero to five, six to twelve, thirteen to twenty, or twenty-one plus? Heath, I voted for six to twelve. I got, I was outnumbered. I think that's reasonable. I think six to twelve is a reasonable vote. Anything more than twelve, I don't know what you're smoking. Name them. Le'Veon. Okay. Um, David Johnson, is he currently in the NFL? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but he can't do it right now. I count him. If he was traded tomorrow, he would not be startable. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know who wouldn't be startable? Who? Melvin Gordon would not be startable if he were on the Giants. Nope. I don't think so. Maybe maybe I was wrong on six to twelve. F- zero to five got sixty percent of the vote. I mean, Ajayi it's would pathetic. Be, I, think. I don't think so. Ajayi. I don't think he'd have that much success behind this line. Freeman. Freeman, I think, could. Ty Montgomery would. I mean, here's the other problem, guys. Here's the other problem. It's not just that, like, you look at Ajayi, right? Like, even when he wasn't running well, they're gonna give him carries. The Giants abandoned their run game very quickly. Like, that's the problem. Like, it's not just that they suck and their line is bad. It's that they don't even get the chance. They're getting seven carries a game. So, clearly, everybody's, people are gonna be dropping Paul Perkins. I'm probably dropping Paul Perkins. I mean, it's, it's ugly right now. But not just that. It's holding back the whole offense. The offensive line just keeps getting worse. Horrible game for Eric Flowers. Uh, we'll talk about Detroit 24, Giants 10. I got to give a big shout-out to Tim and John and Chase and Garrett. They took me to the game last night, and I sat with four four people, guys, who listen to our show every day. They were sort of um, in awe. Like, at one point, Amir Abdullah got a carry, and I, it was either Chase or Garrett sitting behind me goes, oh, there's Jamie Eisenberg's nephew. And then <laughs> we got into this whole discussion. Is he his nephew or is he his son? I had to text Jamie and find out. Jamie, the answer is Amir Abdullah is? Oh, he's my kid. He's your son, and who's your nephew? Yeah. Uh, Sneed, Crowder, and Cup. Sneed. Sneed was the one they couldn't remember, but it was really fun. We were talking about the podcast the whole night. It softened the blow of a really bad um, Giants loss. Congratulations to the Lions, man. They they deserve a lot of credit. They are good, and um, they are two and zero with wins over the Cardinals and the Giants. Matthew Stafford only threw twenty one passes. He scored sixteen fantasy points after thirty four last week. Heath, you've been the high guy on Stafford. How do you feel about Stafford going forward? I feel the same way I did at the beginning of the season. He's a a borderline top 10 quarterback that was a huge value on draft day. He's gone up against a couple of teams that supposedly have pretty good pass defenses, and he's been just fine so far. Mm -hmm. Giants played without Janoris Jenkins. That was a big deal, and their starting middle linebacker. And their offensive line got worse because their right tackle got hurt after two plays. Jamie Amir Abdullah, is the arrow going up, going down, going sideways? He had a late 34-yard run that padded his stats a little bit. What do you think about Abdullah? He had two big runs, but he also had a bogus uh, uh, penalty on a screen pass where T.J. Lang was called for holding, which it wasn't a hold. So he would have had uh, probably another 20 yards on a screen play, which would have been his only catch. So I was excited to see the workload again for the second week in a row. I'm excited about the matchup going into week three against Atlanta because they stink against pass-catching running backs. And while Theoretic clearly is better than Abdullah, they still will use him in that regard. So 
I think it's a good situation for him. And as we talked about, if he can manage his way through the early part of the schedule, which is tough, and maybe get Taylor Decker back at the middle point of the year, then things will look really good for him. Because I, I one thing I loved, and they noted this on the on the broadcast last night, was when he ran right, which is where the strength of the offensive line is right now, behind Lang, behind Wagner, he looked much better. So maybe just lean that way a little bit and and lean on your strength. Mm-hmm. He still has room to improve, but Dwayne Washington got hurt in that game. Maybe that helps Zach Zenner, and that becomes the, the goal line option. But I didn't understand what the Lions did. Washington got hurt. I don't know if you know, saw this, Adam, or you guys watching the game. But Washington got hurt, uh, came off the field. They punted, or, or, or either they scored and he was on either the kickoff or, or the punt return, and he got hurt right again, right away. So it, it didn't make sense for them to put him back out there with whatever he was dealing with. But mm. Abdullah clearly is their running downs guy, and it, it, it's still going to be touchdown dependent, but I'll go back to what we talked about in the preseason. Spencer Ware was the 16th best running back in fantasy last year and scored five touchdowns. Abdullah can still get to five touchdowns. Yeah, my, my only concern with him is, is he just a first and second down guy without red zone work? Because they did take him out when they got inside the 10 yard line. He has four targets in the entire season. If he gets two targets a game, that's, that's basically nothing in the passing game. But, but as Adam noted, they didn't need to throw the ball a lot yesterday. That's true. And so I think as we saw in week one, when he had three targets, uh, I'm sorry, no, he had, what, yeah, four targets week one. He didn't have any last night? He did. No, because uh, he had the one call back as Jamie right, mentioned. Right, right, okay. And so Stafford it, threw 21 As passes. we saw in a game where they were chasing points, four targets, I think that's kind of the norm. So can he be three to four catches on a weekly basis? It's probably the ceiling. But is this going to be what his game is when the Lions build a lead and then kill the clock in the second half? Is this as good as it gets for what it looked like? No, I mean, not I think bad, he's got the chance to make to make big plays. It's just he's faced the Cardinals and the Giants. Those two teams have good defenses, and, and the schedule is still tough for the for the Lions coming up. As Jamie did mention, At, I don't know. I mean, Atlanta this week. I don't know that that's great. They're great or anything at Minnesota, and then much more. I, much more. I think Abdul is startable this week. I think next week is tough against Minnesota. Carolina's tough in Week Five, and then you're going to be really excited about it if he still can. Be exactly what he's been right now, just getting the work. 15 Get carries work. week one, mm-hmm. 18 touches, 17 carries week two, 17 touches. If he comes through that and then you start to get to those better matchups, and again, if they get Taylor Decker back by their week seven bye, then that offensive line could be really good. Hey, how about the tight ends in this game? They actually led their teams in receiving, and Ebron's 68% owned. Maybe we should, I probably should have brought this up earlier. So he's going to be in the same ownership as Carson, you know, right in that range. 68% owned. People dropped Ebron after week one. And he uh, had five targets, five catches, 42 yards and a touchdown. And then Evan Ingram, four for 49 and a touchdown on seven targets after four for 44 on five targets in week one. But he caught the touchdown, wide open touchdown in this game. And then he cost them 15 yards by grabbing his crotch. I think he was wearing MeUndies. Uh, and, no, uh, he wouldn't have to do that if he was wearing MeUndies. Oh, I've been wearing them for the last few days, and they are awesome. They yeah, are I have great. not grabbed my crotch once. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, Ebron, Ingram, who do you like better, and are either of them must-adds right now? I would take Ebron over Ingram. Yep. Um, but it's hard, it's hard to say that they're not must-adds, just given the tight end position. Right. So Ebron in 12-team leagues or shallower are, is probably going to be picked up, and Ingram in 12-team leagues or larger is probably going to be in a lot of people's radar. Yes, I, I think Ebron's a must-add just because of all the tight end injuries. And he gets the Falcons next week, which should be a, a decent matchup. I was impressed by Ingram. I'd have been more impressed if he'd have held on to that second right. pass mm-hmm. at the goal he line. He got popped, though. He did yeah. get popped, but that's that's a play tight ends. If you're if you're a a good tight end or a great tight end, that's the play you got to make. 
Um, but Heath, yeah, definitely uh, 14 team. Heath, I think you're right on on Brandon Marshall. Uh, at least his ownership percentage is going to drop. He's 94% owned. You never uh, were interested in. Quite frankly, I think Evan Ingram uh, might be the second best wide receiver on the team. He's he's a wide receiver, you know. I, I like Evan Ingram. I I still think Sterling Shepard's good. I do too. I think they they should throw the ball more. Like take all of Brandon Margaret's t- Marshall's targets, which is like five or something, and split them up between Shepard and Ingram, and the yeah. offense gets a little better. I, I I totally agree with everything you're saying. Are we having a different conversation though? If Marshall doesn't fall down at the one and scores a touchdown, mm, not really, because he just like doesn't look good. He dr- he's I, dropping I, balls. I agree. I'm just saying, is it a different is it a different view? If he's coming off of a touchdown. Probably. I, yeah. Maybe it is, but I don't know if it should be. I mean, I would probably still be saying he's old and he sucks, but I would just be – everybody would be arguing I'm, with me. Again, I'm, <laughs> I'm in agreement with you. I don't think it changes – it doesn't change my opinion. Right. I'm just thinking, you know, he, he, he gets in the end zone there. Then he wouldn't be cut. Huh? People wouldn't be cutting him. People wouldn't be cutting him. But they're going that, to be cutting that's, him. That's the best way for it. People mm-hmm. wouldn't be cutting him. All right, let's go to the waiver Are you wire. him up if he's on the waiver no. wire? No. 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 Then people are cutting him. Yeah, and plus the the Giants. No, but he wouldn't be getting cut if he scores a touchdown. That's that's yeah. They they go to Philadelphia this week, and it's just a house of horrors for them. Uh, they never do well there. So it could be another tough that, week. That defensive line is going to be in Eli's face. All Absolutely, time. the Eagles have eight sacks. The Eagles are a defense you could pick up this week. They have eight sacks in two games, and they're going to be all over Eli Manning. Uh, Odo Beckham, by the way, only played sixty-one percent of the snaps. He was started in sixty-four percent of leagues. It will get better for him. He was not healthy. And he wasn't in my FanDuel lineup, and guess what? I won FanDuel, as I mentioned. Fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week. No busted seasons. David Johnson owners, you should love FanDuel right now. You don't have to, to uh start Kerwin Williams. You know, you you can play, take any players in the league and put them on your FanDuel team. It's really, really fun. And we want you to join by clicking the Join Now button and using our promo code CBSPOD to get free entry in the NFL Sunday Million. CBSPOD is the promo code. So all you got to do is pick a contest. You can play for high stakes. You can play for $1. You can play in big contests. Uh, you can play against one person. Uh, I usually play 100 people, uh, 50-50s, where half the league wins money. Choose your team. Watch your score real time. It's just really fun. It's a really cool ownership uh, experience on FanDuel. It's different than what you normally do. If you love fantasy football, you're just going to want to play more. So play on FanDuel. And use our promo code CBSPOD. Click join now. CBSPOD. Get free entry in the NFL Sunday Million. Again, that promo code. Use it. CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. All right, here we go. Formally getting into the waiver wire now. We'll go position by position. We gave you the highlights earlier in the show. But quarterbacks this week. Trevor Simeon is 20% owned. Jay Cutler is 48% owned. Who do you guys like better? Week three, Simeon or Cut- Simeon at Buffalo, Cutler at the Jets. Simeon. Uh, yeah, I'm. I've got him back to back in my rankings. I kind of like Cutler more. Who do you, you like? Expect him to throw a lot though. I don't know how many times you have to throw against the Jets to get fantasy points. True, but I, I think Simeon will probably. I mean, have more, little more volume. The way Buffalo is playing right now, you don't get to run very many plays because they're playing exceptionally slow and just running the ball and running the ball. And we saw with Carolina this week in a nine to three game. I'm not sure how many points are scored in that game. But Bron- the Broncos defense, as good as Carolina's defense, is the Broncos defense is better. Right. Yeah. Which I think maybe just means more short fields, less yardage. I don't know. I- I'm going Cutler, but I have Simeon right after him. I'm Simeon's not putting attempted up- 30 attempts per game so far. Not a lot. Right. So he's Not been putting lot. up good numbers without necessarily. He, he's been throwing a lot of touchdowns because his yardage isn't amazing. 
He's playing very well. Is he, yeah. he, 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 Mike, Mike McCoy has done wonders right I'm now. not poo-pooing Trevor Simeon at all. I have him right after Jay Cutler. Simeon is the number one quarterback in fantasy through two games. Alex Smith is number two. Six point per <laughs> passing touchdown. I know. Uh, and just tell me, like, what do you guys think about him long term? Is Trevor Simeon the answer for people at quarterback? I think, again, if you're the Andrew Luck owner, you know, you, you, you may have pivoted from Carson Palmer to start the season to Alex Smith in week two or Sam Bradford. And now Simeon should be the guy that you look to maybe moving forward. And again, luck, you know, we're, we're all guessing on when he could return. So the, the Cam Newton owner is, is struggling right now. The, uh, Eli Manning, Andy Dalton, you know, that group of, of, of players. Yeah. How is, many of them would you drop for Trevor Simeon? Would, would you drop Cam Newton for Trevor Simeon? No, I would try and add Simeon to pair with Newton. What if you had Cam and Luck? Would you get rid of Luck? I no. have that in one league, and I would not do I'm it not, this week. I, I'm not, but like the thing that I realized this week that I hadn't really looked at because I hadn't considered Trevor Simeon is that schedule in the second half. It's tough. No, I don't think it is at all. He's, he's got the Giants, the Patriots. No, I mean the second. He's got the Patriots, which right. I don't think is a bad matchup. He's got no, the no. Pay- Are you talking about the second half of the season or just second half of the le- season? I'm looking at his last six games, last five games, because Kansas City's week 17. Right. It's Raiders? Cushy. It's cushy. It's great. It's, it's extremely Raiders, cushy. Dolphins, Jets, Colts, and Washington. <laughs> he might be the number one quarterback the last five weeks. All right. Let me just speed it up here. Would you drop Carson Palmer for Simeon? Yes. Yeah, I think he got it. Man, that Dallas secondary looks so bad. I'm giving Carson Palmer one more week. You can give him one more I'm week. Sorry. Simeon's taking on the Bills. I don't, that's not a good matchup. That's not a good matchup based on who they played. I would not value the Bills defense facing the Jets in week one and Cam who can't find a target to save his life in week two. I'm not saying it's a, a good defense. The Cowboys defense, their secondary looks like the worst in the league. Sure, but we would have said the same thing about the Colts who got shredded by Jared Goff. Right. For 300 yards. And he had 18 fantasy points. He wasn't terrible. But he should have been better. Truthfully, sure. he, like, like here's the, th- you might be right, Heath, but just to bring this up, we thought going into week one, the Cowboys were going to have one of the worst secondaries in the league. They had a terrible, they had an easy matchup in week one, and they did fine against the Giants. I also thought going into week one that the Bills were going to have one of the worst secondaries in the league. I don't think they've been tested yet, so I think we'll find out more uh, this upcoming week. I, you know, I guess I'm going to personally, I'm going to side with the with the the Bills are a good matchup for Simeon group right. here. The, the one thing just to take into account with all this, Denver, two straight home games. This is their first road game, long trip cross country. The Cardinals, two straight road games, a little road weary, going back to home against a Dallas defense that just got shredded playing their second straight road game. So you got to take into factors. I don't think Carson's uh, uh, Palmer's a bad start, but I would just take a little bit more of a long-term approach. I think the difference that you're looking at for what they could be in week three is minimal compared to what they could be long-term. Where you know, the Cardinals look messy right now. But right, like who do you like? Who do you like long term? You like Simeon better? Oh, Simeon, yeah, yeah. for sure. He's twenty so percent. That's, that's the way I would approach it. I think if you want to stick with Palmer for this week, go ahead. But if you want to say, okay, who can I lean on more long term? Right, it would be Simeon. Right, and if you're Which in deeper leagues, you should go Simeon if you've got to make a choice between the right. two. Right, well, not if you need to start this week and you're like, if, I can't let Simeon sit on the waiver wire for another week. Someone's gonna that, take that, him. That, that's my point. Is that I think they're close. I, I can certainly see your point that Palmer might right. be better than them. I, I don't doubt that at all, but. If you're looking at it big picture, and I need somebody as the cam owner who may, he may continue to stink as we saw last year, or the Andrew Luck owner as he continues right. to, to sit out, and I, I'm sitting on Andy Dalton or Eli Manning or 
uh, Bradford or whatever. You know, you gotta, you gotta make that move. Okay, if you're in deeper leagues, Deshaun Kaiser and Jacoby Brissett are facing each other in uh, the marquee matchup this week. Can't wait. Kaiser and Brissett, yeah, if you're desperate. What about Alex Smith and Andy Dalton this week? Just tell me really quickly if you'd be starting either Smith or Dalton over, let's say, Jay Cutler. I would not. Uh, Smith over Cutler and Simeon. Really? Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, so one of you would, and you can drop Eli Manning. You can drop Tyrod Taylor as he has Denver this week. You can drop Joe Flacco. He's at Jacksonville, then Pittsburgh. Let's go to the running backs with Jordan Howard banged up, DeMarco Murray banged up, Rob Kelly, Terrence West, Rex Burkhead all dinged up. We don't know of their statuses for this week. Uh, you know, Jamie's got these guys in shallower leagues, shallower leagues. Javoris Allen, Chris Carson, Theo Riddick and Darren Sproles, with the last two being more PPR. But I will ask you about Sproles. Same question I asked about Chris Thompson. Could Sproles become the primary ball carrier for the Eagles at any point? He currently is. Okay, yeah, sorry, but same, ten, same thing. You're, you're talking ten to twelve carries. Right. Could it be as, more? As, could it be? Could it be double digit carries every week for Sproles? Yes, it's more likely than it is for Thompson. I I, I would agree. Okay, but not much more. Right. Uh, all right, here are the uh, waiver wire priorities then. Um, Chris Thompson, Chris Johnson. <clears throat> and then uh, is, there, is there anyone else good after that? Like anyone that we could get, get really excited about? The names are after Chris Thompson and Chris Johnson. Duke Johnson, Samaje Pirine, who had a ton of carries last week. Alvin, Cam- Alvin Kamara, Alex Collins, Deontay Foreman, Giovanni Bernard, Jalen Richard, Wendell Smallwood, Devontae Booker. Jamie, anyone else we should get excited about? Again, it depends on what your approach is. Like, if you want to take a long-term view of things, I mean, if the Saints make the smart move and and let's just say get rid of Adrian Peterson, the way that they're using Kamara right now, he could be the guy in New Orleans. Why wouldn't you stash him? With Corey Coleman out, Duke Johnson is going to see more targets. In PPR leagues, you know, look, they may have to lean on him even more in the ground game because Crowell's not getting the job done. Yeah. Um I think Duke's a, a good start in PPR and not not terrible start in standard. Yeah, advice. I mean, look, Foreman came out in, in uh, of the Thursday night game and it looked like it was going to be a shared workload. And and if Lamar Miller can't get the job, like this week, obviously you're not going to trust Deontay Foreman in the game where they're chasing points where Lamar Miller should be really good. And if the uh, Bengals do the right thing and bench Jeremy Hill and go with their two best running backs, it's Mixon and Bernard. And Bernard and PPR leagues also could be very good this week in a game where they're probably chasing points. Heath alluded to Jalen Richard. Wendell Smallwood, you asked about the, the, the two backfields. You're looking at those two backfields. If, if Marshall Miss goes down, Richard looked great. Granted, it was the Jets, but he was explosive like we saw last year. And, and Smallwood, I don't know why the Eagles, especially in a game where they should be able to dominate time of possession, don't lean on him and just say, like Garrett Blunt. Mm-hmm. Well, Blunt had zero carries last week, so that's, I guess, encouraging for Smallwood. I think he only had three. All right, so I guess I, I didn't really um, phrase it right. So Thompson, is number one, Chris Johnson's number two, and then after that, you're seeing a bunch of guys who could be growing into bigger opportunities. Duke Johnson, Samaj P. Ryan, Alvin, Kama- Alvin Kamara, Alex Collins, uh, less so, Deontay Foreman, G- Giovanni Bernard, Jalen Richard, Wendell Smallwood, Dev- Devontae Booker. Okay. So those are some names to know. Dave, anything that, uh, that you want to add on those guys, or we can move no, on? No, I just, the stash guy is definitely Foreman. Can't use him this week, but down the line, you gotta figure that he will, Start to eat into Lamar Miller's workload. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can drop Bilal Powell. See, yeah, you you can. 
would you drop Bilal Powell for Alvin Kamara? Yes. And, and again, I'll, I'll say what I, what I say in the column. It's not necessarily you're, you're having to drop these guys, but you may have certain roster decisions you have to make. And Powell, at least through two games, looks very dependent on Matt Forte being off the roster or on the bench due to injury for whatever reason. Cause that's when he took off last year and Forte is getting more work. They're even giving Elijah McGuire more work. And Forte has been better on a per carry and per reception basis so far than Powell has been. Right. Powell's, Powell's efficiency numbers don't look good. I, I would drop Powell for all of the shallow league guys. I drop him for Thompson. I drop him right. for Chris Johnson for Duke. That's probably my cutoff though. I'm not dropping him for P. Reiner. Are you Mark. ever starting Bilal Powell? Does Matt Forte get hurt and finish playing right. football? Right. So this the week? only reason why you'd have Powell on your team is just to wait for Matt Forte. But, but here, here, here's here's the thing though. Which, and, and I mean, he already does. It's the same thing I'm doing with Kamara though. I'm not starting him. I, I was just gonna say. But I'd rather have the upside with Kamara. But, the, but we saw right, the upside of Powell last year. I mean, yeah, Powell I don't think was he has great last year. You're, 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 you're waiting out, uh, a Forte injury. I don't think Deontay Foreman is, they're not benching Lamar Miller. They may, they may share the workload, right. but, but they, they're not benching that Lamar Miller. They're, they're not, um, they're not benching Mark, uh, Ingram to get Kamara full workload. So it's, they're, these guys are all kind of in a similar situation. Okay. But, but I think again, if you need to make a roster move for this particular week, right. I'm dropping Bilal Powell to pick up Chris Thompson or, Camaro with the thought that Peterson may get cut or Chris Johnson. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's case by case. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to completely. Just a statement, drop Bilal Powell to pick up Giovanni Bernard. Right. No, I don't okay. know if many people are going to do that. Exactly. I, I don't want to completely give up on Powell just because we saw how good he could be last right. year. And, and eventually, like, they're the worst team in football, arguably. They probably, they know what they got in Forte. At some point, they got to see if Powell is at least worth, you know, Rostering part of the future, though. Yeah, yeah if, if they're making that move that you're suggesting, Adam, it's to McGuire. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Powell's been really good. All right. Okay. I guess I just like him more than anyone else. You no, can... and 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 you should. And and again, it comes down to what your roster, you know, construction looks like. But if if you're doing what the Jets are suggesting, which is making the move for the future, it's not for Forte or Powell. Uh, okay. Legarrette Blunt's droppable. Paul Perkins, Adrian Peterson, Jeremy Hill, Eddie Lacy. I also think it was interesting that Orleans Darkwell came out and started the second half. I wonder if they turn to him. I wonder if we care. I also think that Shane Vereen has a chance to lead them in carries. Uh, so I don't, I don't think he's the worst pickup if you're dropping Perkins and you're desperate. And I'll stop talking about the Giants now. Boy, people were pissed off last night. <laughs> I heard so many like, hey, anybody want to play offensive line jokes? I even made one myself. Uh, it was. Are you still talking about the Giants? I thought, I said I would stop, didn't I? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Wide receivers. Tyrell Williams, Cooper Cup, and Alan Hearns are available in, uh, about 25 to 30% of leagues. Will, Tyrell Williams, Cooper Cup, and Alan Hearns, they can be picked up in shallower leagues, but do you like JJ Nelson better than all of them? Williams, Cup, and Hearns. I like Nelson yeah. better than all of them except for Williams. Okay. Uh, Jerron Brown, also of the Cardinals, had 11 targets, four catches for 73 yards. Marvin Jones, one catch for 27 yards and a touchdown. Marquise Lee, 12 targets last week. Uh, Rashad, Rashad Higgins of the Browns had 11 targets. He had seven catches for 95 yards. He's at the Colts this week. That could be pretty nice. Jermaine Curse has uh, caught caught two touchdowns last week. Kendall Wright is 50% owned. And Josh Bellamy is unowned there with the Bears. Devin Funchess is 13% owned. 
Tyler Lockett, 43% owned. Mohamed Sanu, 56%. And Geronimo Allison would fill in for uh, an injured Jordy Nelson. And he's 1% owned. So, again, the names are J.J. Nelson's the cream of the crop. Jerron Brown, Marvin Jones, Marquise Lee, Rashard Higgins, Jermaine Curse, Kendall Wright, Josh Bellamy, Devin Funches, Tyler Lockett, Mohamed Sanu, Geronimo Allison. Heath, who are some of your favorites after J.J. Nelson? I'll take Marquise Lee's 12 targets, and I don't know that that number is really going to go down a lot. Hearns is a better big play option, but I think I would expect Lee to lead that team in targets. <sighs> Higgins, if you need a, a one-week guy, it's a good matchup against Indianapolis. There should be a ton of targets available. But that could be the case with him moving forward, though, with Coleman it, out for right. six weeks. It and I don't be. think they like Kenny Britt. Oh, well, I, Kenny I, Britt's I don't not think trying. You should, you should take out the words, I don't think. They don't <laughs> like Kenny Britt. No, he's just not like not trying at all. Right. Um, Curse, Sanu, you gotta love Tyler Lockett, and you love how involved he got. Nine targets. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we like Tyler Lockett every year. <laughs> you know what the thing about, uh, Lockett, which could be really interesting? Remember when he took off as a rookie? Yeah. When Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, Graham got hurt. hurt. Yep. But we think Graham's gonna play this week, right? Uh, it's up in the air. Okay. Alright. Everybody is up in the air. We don't know anything about anyone that was injured on Sunday. Except Graham came well, we back. do. We do know that Olsen's out. We know Coleman's out. <laughs> we know John Brown's out. Yes. And Andrew Luck is out. Uh, but Muhammad Sanu, guys are out. Jamie, I was surprised Muhammad Sanu is, was as far down on the list uh, for you. He's 56% owned and, like Heath said, leads Falcons to target so far. Uh, yes, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case necessarily consistently moving forward. I do think we're going to get some Taylor Gabriel games. I think we're going to get some Austin Hooper games like we got in week one. So I don't know how many people are going to feel comfortable starting him week in, week out. So – I, I look at the upside for Lockett, which I think could be better. I think Funches is in a better situation right now uh, with Olsen being out because, remember, he was a tight end in college, so they could potentially use him as, in some of the ways that they used Olsen when he would be not an inline tight end but as a split-out tight end. So um, I, I just think there's more upside for some of these other guys in their current situations where Sanu is, I think, the number two guy, but there are going to be some weeks where he's not the number two guy. So drop list, Brandon Marshall, Mike Wallace, John Brown, Corey Coleman – Jordan Matthews, Eric Decker, not not blanket drops, but you can drop them uh, if you need to. We'll save team name Tuesday for Wednesday. Let's go to the tight ends. A lot of injuries with Gronkowski, with Greg Olson, Tyler Eifert, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, Jesse James. Tyler Eifert is he uh, going to play this week? Do we know what's his status? He sounds the I thought the reports on him sounded the least encouraging out of him, Graham, and Reed. The yeah, guy that had back surgery that hurt his back is not a good thing. No, it's not. So Jack Doyle and Charles Clay are the headliners here. Does everybody like Doyle ahead of Clay? Yes. Yes. Yeah, especially yes. this week. Doyle with Cleveland, Clay with Denver. Um, is Clay a borderline top 12 tight end rest of season? Yes. Yep. Mm, I don't know. He's in the, he's a guy that some weeks you'll like with the matchup and some weeks you won't. And I do think like, Attacking Denver with the tight end is the best way to attack Denver. Yep. You can't beat them outside. So I don't know that this, like this isn't a good matchup by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a terrible matchup. No, but look what Dallas just did. Right. I mean, they went at Jason Witten, 13 targets, 10 catches. I mean, that's a, that's a clay type game right there. Mm -hmm. They threw 50 passes, which we don't expect, but you never know. They could get, they could be getting blown out, Buffalo. Uh, Ben Watson, 5%. Why is Ben Watson, why are Ben Watson and Austin's Ferry and Jenkins, Jamie, listed ahead of Evan Ingram? Well, I think their roles in the offense and the offenses that they play on. I mean, Watson's in a situation where the leader in targets for the Ravens last year was 
Dennis Pitta. This is a position that Joe Flacco has leaned on throughout the course of his career. So Watson is a guy that, as we saw in a great matchup last week, took advantage of it. I mean, eight for 91 is great on eight targets. So he's going to be, I think he's the second best receiving threat right now for the Ravens behind Jeremy Macklin. Uh, how about the, but does you, what do you make of the fact that Watson had one target and no catches in week one? Just the nature. Flacco threw 17 passes. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, and tight ends are, you know, uh, fantasy players are fickle. They're hard to predict. Like, I, I think Jack Doyle is probably going to be the guy I, I put the most stock into this week. And I, it's just, he's got Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback. He's Jack Doyle. Tight ends suck. It wouldn't shock me if he had two yards next week. That's just the Well, he's also, the the, you're, you're making a long-term investment with him, like yes. we saw coming into the year, that it's not only great for week three because of what he just did and what the matchup is. It's great that the hope of Andrew Luck being back maybe by week four, maybe by week five, at some point this season, then that's where the jump-off point becomes. Because if he could still manage to give you top 10 to 15 production, you'll be okay with that. And then the chance to give him top 10 production consistently, that's the hope. Okay, so Ben Watson, uh, after Doyle and Clay, it's Watson, it's Austin Safarian Jenkins, it's Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, David Njoku, Dwayne Allen, Vernon, Dwayne Allen and Vernon Davis are our injury backups. They're handcuffs, essentially. Yeah, and... Safarian Jenkins is eligible to play this week against the Dolphins. Uh, you can drop, you can drop Greg Olson. He's going to miss at least half the season. Cameron Braid is droppable. I don't want to drop Eifert. No, but if, if he's out, the, the, the way that I'm explaining it is if you have a shallow bench and you don't want to carry two tight ends, you may have to make a tough choice. So I don't think there's a defense this week that's quite as attractive as the Ravens were last week, but maybe the Dolphins at the Jets, the Eagles get the Giants at home, and the Buccaneers, this one could be a good one if Bradford's out, at Minnesota. They're 65% owned. Dolphins, Eagles, Bucks. Are we excited about all three of these? I'm not as excited about the Bucks as I am the Dolphins and the Eagles. I'm excited about the Bucks if Sam Bradford's out. Yeah, that'd be huge. I don't know. As long as Case Keenum doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Vikings offense will be okay. <laughs> what about the the Patriots DST this week? They're 77% owned. They have Houston coming in. Are they good enough to start, or would you drop the Patriots for the Jet, for the Dolphins who have the Jets? I would drop the Patriots for the Dolphins, but I would still start the Patriots this week because they should do well against Deshaun Watson in his first road start. I really— I'm sorry, his second road start. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I don't really want to start the Patriots, but— what are you afraid of? What have you seen from this Houston offense that what, makes you? What have nervous? I seen from the Patriots defense that makes me think Look they're who any they good? They played. They played Kansas City. They've got a bunch of explosive playmakers. They took on New Orleans. Yeah, they, there's explosion in that offense too. They don't get sacks. They don't get sacks offense. and they don't get turnovers. That was kind of the problem. That with them that, last that defensive year. line is not good at creating pressure right now. Yeah, they were a good defense last year. They weren't a great fantasy defense last year. The right. Patriots, but this is a nice matchup. And I, they I know this is crazy, and you can just laugh at me now, but I kind of like the Browns. That's not crazy. And the I Colts. Think, think, and, not at all. And I would say the Colts, too. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, I like the Browns more. They, they both. The Colts, give them credit. Their defense hasn't been awful, given what the scenario has been for them. Missing their best cornerback. You know, they, they did a great job against the run. Goff hit them on a couple plays in week one. And the Browns have scored more fantasy points this year than the Patriots or the Giants. Uh, yeah, well that'll change. Not this week. 
Let's talk about the Giants more, but let's do that off the air because nobody wants to hear it on the air. And thank you all for listening. Sorry we didn't get to your emails or Team Name Tuesday. Wednesday is the fun show. We can let our hair down and uh, and just read more of your questions and get the listeners involved a little bit more. So we'll do that. I'll also be answering questions on Twitter. We have a Reddit AMA at 3 p.m. You can ask us questions there. And I'll try to answer some of your emails in the inbox as well. For Dave, for Jamie, for Heath, I'm Adam. We'll see you later. Bye.